Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my disturbed girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up, the man who disturbs me? <laughs> Not much. It's uh, been a good week here. It's December 5th, 1997. What do you think? December uh, 1997. What? <laughs> is that a song, or are you just making up a melody? Um. Do you remember... The fifth day of December. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if there's a. Is there a song with December in the title or December? What? Maybe. Why are you looking at me like that? What is going on? <laughs> well, I just I thought of something, but I don't know if I should say it. Um, I guess. What about okay? Why? Because it's dirty. Um, <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, Oh, what a night, late December back in 63. Okay. What a very special time for me, because I remember what a night. You know, I, I, we're not trying to get a record contract. No. If I was trying to do that, I, if, I, if I wanted to be a one-hit wonder, I'd sing that Everclear song. <laughs> you know that song, right? Which one? One-hit wonder, he likes the big time. What? He wants to live the kind of life that makes the folks back home all bitching wine. I've never Knows heard this song. Knows if he ever even gets a chance. Sell his soul to make the monster dance. Knows if he ever even gets a chance. I've never heard the song and it's weird. It's uh, Okay, first of all, I can't believe you haven't heard the song because I have the album. So much for the afterglow. It just came out this year. Just re- like last month. Okay. And I've been listening to it uh, nonstop. That's one of the songs on there. There's the, um, uh, you do what you do. <laughs> Bless you. You say what you say. I know you that song. You always try to be everything to everyone. I know that song. That song's on there, too. Father of mine. I know that song. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. it's uh, I like I like Everclear. I think... This isn't the mixtape, but they go a little bit away from their their punk, like kind of punk rocky sort of that uh, some of their earlier albums had. This is a lot more poppy, but hmm. I like it. Okay. Still got some edge to it. Well, maybe we should talk about it on a mixtape. Maybe we should. <laughs> maybe we should talk about a lot of things on mixtape. Maybe <laughs> you should listen to this right now. Welcome to Math. Nope, not that. This. Hi, everybody. It's your favorite podcasters, Mark and Carol from Retro Leafy Podcast. Hey, what's up? We're just popping in here real quick to let you know about our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Retro Latefee. Do you love Retro Latefee and just wish there was always more? Because there is more over there. We've got... Back into the Future, where we talk about stuff from nowadays. Right. We've, we've got Lost in Time, One Day, One Year, and we record our thoughts on that like it's the regular podcast. Maybe one we'll day. do Shakespeare someday. Exactly. <laughs> and as a special for you guys, if we get 100 Patreon subscribers, Carol, tell them what they'll get. Some of you have asked about bringing back the mixtape. 
the mixtape is where we talk about music that's popular 25 years ago. And it was actually one of my favorite segments to make. So I would love it if you guys would subscribe so we can make it again. Yeah, if we get 100 Patreon subscribers, we will bring back the mixtape. So go to patreon.com slash retro late fee. Help support us and this uh, beautiful creation that we put out for you every week. So we can keep making more and more episodes. Soon it'll be every day. All right, now back to your regularly scheduled program. Later. So, Carol. Mark. We're going to talk about 90210, aren't we? Long December. There's another one. Oh, okay. I That's... knew it would come to me. <laughs> That's a good one. Maybe but, we'll... Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about that on the mixtape. Now, now we can talk about 90210. Now that my brain has stopped working on that problem. Gotcha. Counting the crows. Mm-hmm. You ever see you ever see two crows on a bench and think, hmm, that's an attempted murder? <laughs> You're so stupid. Get it? I love you. God. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, so 90210. <laughs> yes. Well, this was the episode. This was the This was the episode. But yeah, Ray of Hope. So... Raymond Hope. Steve and Brandon hanging out. They don't do a whole hell of a lot this episode. Brandon has a little makeout session with Keats as she's on her way out the door to go do something. I wasn't even paying that much attention. She's going to Boston or she's going to... She's going somewhere to do something. Okay. Somewhere to do something. That's what they said. That's the kind of quality details you get from us. Well, I'm sorry. I don't remember exactly where she said she was going, but she was going to to help people. So Steve had broken his jaw last episode. Yeah, we remember that. And so he's on the couch with this thing around his neck and jaw. His and jaw's wired shut. He's talking like this. But, I mean, he's still talking fairly clear. And I think they're doing kind of a shitty job of making it seem like his jaw's broken, but... Yeah, is his jaw supposed to be broken? I guess his jaw's supposed to be broken, because that's usually why you wire a jaw shut, yeah. right? Is for, because it's broken. So he's just drinking shakes and watching old reruns of Las Vegas. Yeah, Las Vegas with... Uh, what's his name? It's, it's not Robert Conrad. It's... um, Ugh. I don't know. I don't know because I'm not a grandpa, grandpa. But I, you come on, everyone remembers that show. No, I'd never heard of it before. It's not. It's not called Las Vegas, though. It's called Vegas. Whatever. Uh, what the hell's his name? Robert Urich. Okay. Yeah, but Phyllis Davis. Yeah. Okay. Bart sure. Braverman. He's watching old shows on the TV. <laughs> Tony Curtis was on there once. Anyway. And Claire's, you know, over and taking care of him. Mm-hmm. And then the prince shows up with flowers. Princess, princess who adore you. Wow. So Claire's like, oh, for me. But he's like, no, they're for Steve. So, you know, for a moment, we're back to wondering which one of them he's after. Yeah. Does he want to fuck Steve? <laughs> but he's just being nice. I mean, he broke his jaw. He gets flowers. That's how the world works. Especially when you're a prince. Yeah, I guess. When you're one of the princes, princes who adore you. Sorry. And Steve uh, says, why don't you get Claire out of here? Because she was getting pretty bitchy. I'm sorry, what were you saying? My heads were in the clouds. Uh Uh-huh. All of them. 
Yeah. You know who's disturbed? Who? Me. You know why? Oh, why? You. Anyway. What? <laughs> that was the weirdest call and response ever. Anyway. Um, Claire's being bitchy. Like, shockingly bitchy. Oh, another way that she reminds me of you. Wow. Oh, oh wow. And you, you gave me the finger before you even knew her. Oh, yeah, I knew exactly what you were going to say. You're like, you're sitting here. It's like you're sharpening your nail against the bottom of your lip. I was itchy. I was itchy. You're just listening to me. Your face, you had a small smile on your face, and then all expression left your eyes. And you were like sharpening this nail, like, you're going to fucking slash my throat with your nail. Maybe. Oh, my God. See what happens. So Steve suggests to the prince that he take Claire out somewhere. Take her with you. Prince. Please, dear God, stop. Every every time you say prince, I'm going to do What's his name? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's Charles. No. Prince Charles. I think it's Brad. (laughs) Prince Brad. (laughs) Yeah. I'm gonna call him Brad. Okay, that's fine. For if if anybody out there knows his name, just think of it as Brad now. <laughs> Prince Brad. You know, I'm not big into geopolitics or anything like that, but that's a really cool name for a country, Chad. No, because Chad's the name. You know? What the fuck, Chad? Anyway, it means lake. No. Yes, it does. Ah. Uh, okay, sorry, go ahead. Brad yes. invites Claire out to dinner and she... Brad, Brad who adores We could just stop. We don't have to do this. <laughs> do you mean I have the, other things you, I could do with do my day. Do you mean the show or do you mean this relationship? <laughs> Keep pushing. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. He says that he'll take her to dinner anywhere she wants to go. So she's very excited. Yeah, she wants to get out of there. And she gets all dressed up. And Brandon's saying to Steve, like, hey. He he jumped at that chance, didn't he? Yeah. I think uh, his his cock uh, jumped out and waved goodbye to us. (laughs) Right? It is kind of stupid. Like, who would do that? Send their girlfriend out with, you know, a single... Dude who who's is a, who's a royalty. Prince. Yeah, he's one of the princes. <laughs> and, yeah, Steve's like, rah, 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 whatever. I mean, it was fine when the three of them were hanging out all the time, but you don't do that. Was it fine, though? Uh, not really. Um, but then at dinner, I think I think it gets all cleared up which one of them he's after. Yeah, well, that's true. Because they he brings up her dead mother <laughs> and how, like... Sad a um, scumbag move, invoking <laughs> the dead mother. Right, how sad she must be and all that stuff. <clears throat> the dead mother? No, Claire. Cause she she must be really her. sad in heaven watching you fuck Steve. Because she misses her mom. And he's like, remember your 10th birthday when she let us drink champagne out of her glass? That's a weird thing to do for 10-year-olds. All right. And, remember uh, how your mom died of alcohol poisoning? Right. And he's like, you know, that night she told me that she wanted uh, you to marry me because she wanted you to be a princess. Yeah. What a weird thing to say to a 10-year-old boy. Right? 
I mean, that's a weird thing to say. Like, to uh, you don't tell a little kid, like, hey, I want you to marry this person. And not even because I think they're a good person, but because I want you to be royalty. Right. It's weird. Mom was a gold digger. Right. That's how she died in a <laughs> gold mine collapse. Um. Yes. Oh, no. She's focusing. <laughs> it hurts in my brain. I'll be afraid, everyone. But, um... <laughs> uh-huh. Other things happened in the show. It didn't just end there. It didn't just fade to black. Nah. Um. I know your memory did. <laughs> I wasn't even sleeping or drinking or anything. No. No, not at all. But, so, I guess uh, the... That kind of ends that scene, though. See, I think I think the reason that you're drawing a blank is because that scene pretty much ends there, and then we pick up other storylines. The conclusion of that storyline is that uh, Claire comes back from that that date, and Donna's sitting in the dark yeah. because of something going on with Donna's storyline, which we'll get to later. And Claire tells her about how much she's missing her mom and seeing the prince that adores her uh, brings up all these feelings about her mom and her past and everything. And Donna's like, it must be nice that he shares some of you know your memories and stuff with your mom. And she said, yeah. And she tells her about the thing that he said. And she goes, the funny thing is, and I was speculating, I was like, he could be lying. Right. But then she says to Donna, the funny thing is, is when she talked to me in that night, she told me the same thing. Mm-hmm. So she really did say that to him. Uh, but, and then Donna's like, well, did you tell him? And she's like, no, I don't want him to be getting the wrong idea. Which is good. That's a little reassurance, I guess. Yeah. Um, but there does seem like there's definitely something there. Yeah. Something we might need to worry about or something they're only going to spend a very minimal amount of time on before it's resolved because they have a lot of other bigger things to do. Right. I mean, that is how the show works. Like, you never know what's going to actually get their attention. Like, Kelly's eating disorder lasted a whole episode. Yeah. She has a lot of issues. She does. Well, (laughs) we'll get to Kelly. Kelly's on, on full display again. Right. But that kind of, so then Steve gets his wire taken out towards the end of the episode and he's completely fine. And yeah, completely, like there's no leftover anything. He's like, oh, you know, let's test out these lips. And then they just like make out like nothing was ever wrong. In front of the prince. And he looks, looks, yeah. Looks sad. He is not happy. He's like, princes, princes who adore you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but there's no scar on his, Mm -mm. on his jaw. There's nothing. He's just... He is camera ready. Exactly. (laughs) So, but you know, it's now 2-0 magic. Maybe if you live in that area code, things just happen better for you. Right. That's why we got to follow the money. That's right. Go to Orange County, California. (laughs) So, okay, Donna and Joe, I guess we should talk about next. All right. DJ. So, Donna... uh, Oh, actually, I guess we start with Donna and David. Um, they Double get, D. they get a meeting with a new band, a new band that they're supposed to, you know, make a video for. And it's all exciting. 
And they're and like, hey, we found this great band. They're up and coming. They're going to be huge stars, especially the singer. Who's he, sexy. He, he writes his own music. <laughs> he plays guitar. He's fucking sexy as shit. I wanted to have sex with him. And I'm a, a heterosexual man. <laughs> and they're like, wow, who is it? Well, his name's Pruitt. Ray Pruitt. Yeah, it's awful. Ray of hope, indeed. So, David, like, Donna just wants nothing to do with it. That and, was like, I don't even want to see him. Mm-hmm. Well, David, first of all, we get we get a fucking lifetime reenactment when the name Ray Pruitt's mentioned. All of a sudden, it's, Doo! And like, <laughs> you see her, there's a flashback of her falling down the stairs or being thrown down the stairs. And yeah, then, just in case anybody forgot. And then they show Ray's headshot, and then they, they dramatically close up on it while sinister music plays. <laughs> it's like, that's not going on your sizzle reel. Guy who plays Ray Pruitt, who was a young Al Calavici in an episode of Quantum Leap. <laughs> but I think, um, I don't know, I think that was really more just showing like her trauma, like that she hears his name and then immediately relives it. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't fault them as much as, as you do for their stuff. Gotcha. <laughs> but David insists that they take the meeting. He doesn't want to just tell this company, no, we can't do it because of this guy. Yeah. Basically, he says, I don't think he's very nice in forcing her to do this. Yeah. To be in the same room with a guy that actually fucking beat her and traumatized her. But he's not saying that he's going to, that like, they have to work with him. Basically, what he's saying is we need to take the meeting. Ray's not going to want to work with us either. We'll just tell him, hey, you know, it's not going to work out. We'll move on. And that's the plan. Yeah, but when they do meet with him... Well, David does follow up on his word, because he's like, hey, Ray, look, we all know this isn't going to work out. Let's just uh, stay in here for like two minutes, say we had creative differences, and then go our separate ways. But instead, Ray's like, well, you know, hang on, let's talk. Like, you know, I wouldn't mind working with you guys. And then he tells them he's engaged now. He's like, I've changed, I've gotten better, and then... The, this woman, Wendy, walks mm-hmm. in. Who he says he's kind of engaged to. Yeah, we're kind of engaged. It's such a weird way to say that to anybody, but especially your ex. Like, if I were yeah. Wendy, I'd be pissed. Yeah, like, what does that mean? She's kind of pregnant. Right. Whatever. Um, but for I'm s- kind of a douchebag. Actually, that one works. <laughs> but for some reason, like, that just makes Donna feel all better about it. And, like... All of a sudden, Donna's like, hey, let's do this, Ray. Yeah. I loved the sound. Stupid. Yeah, but now she's all gung-ho to work with him. I think the thought process is that he's not obsessed with her anymore because he has somebody else in his life. So I think she feels less pressure. But my first thought was, hey, is Wendy being abused? <laughs> my- no, like My first thought was, that let's, look for, let's look for bruise marks on her body somewhere. My first thought was that perhaps Wendy is not even engaged to him, that maybe he's paying her to pretend to be his fiance because he knew that it was going to be Donna and David he'd be meeting with and he yeah. wanted maybe coverage. But, I mean, it seems like they're probably really together. Yeah, we'll see. But on the Joe side of things, while all this is happening, she doesn't know it, but we, the audience, know it. That's called uh, suspense. That's, uh, that's what Alfred Hitchcock said. Suspense is when the audience knows something that the characters don't. Right. And Joe 
says to Donna's dad, because Donna's dad's all like, hey, everything worked, everything looks good, your your labs look good, your medical is all checked out. Yeah, because he's his cardiologist. And he's like, I'm not doing football anymore. I'm not playing football anymore. Oh, you're giving it up? No, I'm not giving it up. I'm moving back to Beaver Falls or Beaver Creek, Pennsylvania. I think it was Falls. Beaver Falls, Pence Bedford Falls. <laughs> beaver. There's definitely a beaver. Merry Christmas. Oh, yes, <laughs> Bedford Falls was a wonderful life. Uh, beaver Falls, Pennsylvania to coach football. To coach high school football. And he's like, I really care about Donna. I want to be the one to tell her. Yeah. So don't tell her. Because I'm going to take her away from you. Well, he doesn't my, tell him that. Is my plan. I kind of figured at that moment, I kind of figured he was going to ask her to marry him and that he would ask her dad then for his blessing or whatever. That's what I thought was going to happen too. But he did When he was like, hey, let me, I've got something to say. What I thought he was going to be like, I want to marry Donna, yeah. But honestly, when he does finally talk to her, he doesn't have a ring. Do you think he just like... Do you think that he his plan was just to leave and then all of a sudden he was like, hey, wait, I could invite her? I don't know. I mean, like, I don't think he ever anticipated her saying yes either, though. Yeah, yeah maybe not. Like, it's more like it felt to me like he's just going through the motions because he feels like that's the right thing to do. Maybe. You you could be right. Like, he, he's in this relationship mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to be responsible for ending it when, you know, Donna didn't do anything. Well, it's funny because they're she t- they meet at the peach pit and he she's talking to him and he's like, "Hey, how's it going with the the the, the music and all everything?" Huh? Exactly. What? <laughs> What's going on with all that? And she's like, "Who's the new band?" And he, she goes, "Well, it's actually it's Ray." And 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 he gets all pissed. Yeah. Like, oh, you're gonna work with Ray again? What about loyalty, Donna? Yeah, he he's kind of. I'm glad that they're not going to be together. He's being an asshole. He has anger problems because because he knows that he's not staying either. Yeah, well, yeah, like he was just looking for any excuse to make it her fault. Which the way that conversation went again, like they do this all the time in the show. It's like I thought, okay, they've broken up. They've had a, a irre, irreconcilable fight. Right, like Drew Barrymore and her parents. <laughs> what in that movie? Irreconcilable differences. Okay. She divorces her parents. Okay. I don't know this movie. It's a good movie. Um, but I thought they were done, and then later they're just together like nothing happens. Yeah. Well, they're walking on the beach, and that's when he says, Hey, Donna, uh, your dreams, so we were so different. He's like, he, he starts out by saying how different they are. Mm-hmm. And they are. And how they want different dreams and everything. He's like, I don't want you to be a a music producer or, or videographer or whatever. I don't want you to be the next Spike Jones. <laughs> I want you to move to Beaver Falls and be my wife while I coach football. I want you to stay at home. I want you to be pregnant. And give me children that will play football. <laughs> I and bet you that he wants to homeschool them too. Probably. The, the, and that's the thing is like, well, cause he's a crazy Mormon. No offense. To any Mormons that listen to the show. Um, oh no come on no no, that's mean that's not true true religions based on lies um what oh goodness do we have any more do we have any people in utah that listen to the show i don't know if you do feel free to write us and tell mark he's an asshole oh we can't hear because it's a one-way conversation sorry uh (laughs) but again uh late fee 1994 day mark is an asshole that's all you gotta say it's good yep (laughs) 
That's fine. You can tell me that. Don't send your church after after me to murder me. Read the read the book, The Mormon Murders. What the fuck? Anyway, uh, so uh, uh, I kid the Mormons because I love them. Mm-hmm. They're they're brethren. Are they? I was raised Mormon. Uh oh. <laughs> um, I wasn't really. No polygamy. <laughs> We are not. We cannot fit any more women in this place. So, well, we Sorry. physically could. No, sh- we could not. Okay. Okay. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, the Mormon Joe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he wants to. He wants her to be something she's not. Yeah. And he's like, move away from all your family and friends and everything you've ever known. Yeah. Because you grew up in Beverly Hills. Like, how could he ask her to do that? It's not even like Brandon and Brenda, who's not on the show anymore, where they were from Minnesota and transplanted to Beverly Hills, and it feels like home now, but it's like they could move someplace else because, I mean, she grew up here. It's different. Yeah. This is all she's ever known. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's asking, and she's not even done with college. Like, she'd be leaving college. Yeah. Not like there aren't schools there for her to finish at, I guess, but that's not what he was talking about. Like, he's like, everything's going to stop now. We're going to go there and get yeah. married and start our life as a married couple. Correct. To be a 20-year-old housewife right. of a high school football coach. By the way, I'm pretty sure in every case, there might be some small exceptions, but I'm pretty sure in every case, if you're the coach of a, an athletic team at the high school, you also must be a teacher at the high school. Yeah. Does he have a degree in teaching? Does he have any kind of degree at all in which he could become a teacher? Because I don't think he's graduated. Well, if he had, then he shouldn't be playing for the football team. So Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So, uh, yeah, because he would have no eligibility left. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's graduated. I don't know exactly how that works. I know in college, like even in college, you have to be a professor. Like the those college football coaches, they're professors at the university. Now, they, you know they might teach sports science or and whatever like one class. Yeah, they might teach one like ceremonially, ceremonially, ceremonial, ceremonially, ceremonially one <laughs> class of something that's not you know whatever that's that all the football players take basically. Right, but. It, they still have to teach a class, so yeah, it's I, I don't I don't understand this, how this is going to work at all. It's not, but you know what? It's Beverly Hills now two and zero. Yeah, so. exactly. So Donna's all depressed and sitting in the dark because she's contemplating, you know, her life choices. She has not given him an answer one way or another. But it's like if a marriage proposal makes you so depressed that you're sitting in the dark. You know the answer. Yeah, it's not really a good sign. No, so I'm sure she'll 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 tell him no. Yeah, how would you want a marriage proposal to go? I'm not saying I'm planning one, but <laughs> if I was, how would you want it to go? It should be a, a surprise, and it should be like happy, and not like hey, run away with me from everything. Gotcha. Okay. So and there should be a ring. I'll cancel the jet. Definitely a ring. Like, that. Was the, he was not prepared. No. He didn't want her to say yes. Mm-mm. He wants to go to Pennsylvania and bang all his old high school girlfriends. He doesn't want to bang anybody. Remember, he's a virgin. Oh, that's right. They were both virgins. They were kind of perfect for each other in that one way. Right. 
Yeah, I forgot about that. It's a weirdo. So, yeah, I don't know. They're going to have to figure something out. Well, what I think is so funny, too, about that is he was all, like, angry. Well, not angry, but when they went to that that party, he's like, all everybody asked me was, about was football. My whole life's been football. Like, uh, there's got to be more to it. I've got to, there's got to be something after football. I know what I'll do. I'll go coach football. Right. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. But I think they're just clearing room for uh, Donna to get together with David. Hopefully. he's the Joe's gone, obviously. <clears throat> yeah. And maybe something will happen with Ray. Who knows? God, I hope not. Me too. God, I hope not. Don't replace one bad with another bad. Right? Do they think we like Ray better? Because we did not. I feel like they are trying to make him more sympathetic now. I mean, if I was, if I were, or they're setting us up for the ultimate betrayal. But if I were the actor, I think his name's Jamie Walters or something like that. If I was the actor that plays Ray, mm-hmm. I I would have been pissed how they treated my how they took my character from one thing and made him another. Yeah, for sure. I'd have been like, "What the fuck, guys? I wanted to be on the show for a while. What about that Claire chick? She she was a guest and got to go back on, and now she's permanent member." <clears throat> yeah, but I hate him. So yeah. No, I do too, but they made us hate him. So then the other storyline we have, the main storyline. Yeah. there's Is there two others? Are there? Because you know what the main one is. What else are you thinking of? I don't know. So. <laughs> Donna David, Claire Steve, obviously Valerie. Valera. Valerie, Kelly, and... Brandon. Bran- to a degree. Mm-hmm. And Colin. Brandon? Was Brandon in the car with them? Yes. Oh, okay. So he did do something in this episode. I thought he spent the whole episode on the couch with Steve. Just watching Robert Urich in yeah. Vegas? <laughs> so Valerie and Kelly get together via Brandon mm-hmm. because Valerie thinks Kelly might know where... Uh, What's his face is? Colin. Well, she says the only person, Valerie says the only person, I keep thinking the only person he knows besides us is his drug dealer. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know where he lives, but I think Kelly does. Yeah. Because, she almost got raped there. She knows. Yeah, exactly. Because she almost fucked him and then almost got raped by his roommate. Mm-hmm. So it takes a minute to convince Kelly to help them, which I think is really shitty. She acts like a complete asshole. Mm -hmm. And it takes Brandon saying, hey, you know, Nat could lose the peach pit, too, if all this goes down. I'll help for Nat. Yeah, then I'll do it for Nat. Fuck Valerie. I'll never understand. She's hated her so much from day one. But Valerie didn't do anything to her. No. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess she was competition in some way, but that's about it. Yeah, but then, you know, her and Brandon took their clothes off and then started laughing. Right. Whatever. I'll take things that never happened for $500, Alex. Mm-hmm. So, Kelly goes to the drug dealer's house mm-hmm. and says, you know, she's looking for Colin because she loves him and she wants to get back together with him. Yeah. She sells him on this line of bullshit. And she says she wants a gram of cocaine. Right. 
Oh, and prior to this, Colin and the drug dealer were hanging out, and the drug dealer is supposed to be getting him paper so he can flee the country. Right. And he gave him a beeper so he could beep him when he has the papers. Correct. And Colin just gave him all his cash. Yep. Like, okay, here. Like, why do you trust this guy so much? I don't know. He's a drug dealer. But apparently he should, because this guy do about anything for him. Apparently, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Kelly's there. She buys the drugs. She gets his beeper number. He says, why don't you do a bump with me before mm-hmm. you leave? And she's like, no, maybe another time. Yeah, and I mean, that was probably what tipped him off, that things were not right. Yeah, well, a lot of stuff, but yeah. Well, and yeah, and then she dumped out the drugs in front of his house. Like, he could have seen that, too. Right. So that was stupid because Brandon's like, give it to me. Yeah. And instead she dumps it. He was like, I was going to sell that. (laughs) So they start paging Colin. They're driving around in Kelly's, you know, Malibu dream car, Barbie, whatever. Sure. (laughs) And um, God, Valerie's like, you know, maybe he doesn't recognize the number. And Kelly's like, he's called my car phone enough to know the number. Right. Yeah. We had sex in this car, right in that back seat where you're sitting, Valerie. You're sitting in it. So he finally calls her back and agrees to meet her, but not now, tomorrow. Yep. At a motel. That's right. Well, he doesn't say. Oh, no, he doesn't. He says he'll call back or whatever. So he asks her to come to the hotel. Motel. Wait wait a second. What? Wait. You're getting ahead. All right. So he has that call with her. And says, I'll call you tomorrow. And then he says, I love you, Kelly. Mm-hmm. And, and Valerie can hear all this. And she's like, because it's on speaker. And she's like, yeah, I, I care about you, too. Or whatever. I don't know what she says. Something like that. She doesn't say I love you, too. No. And she hangs up. And then I don't know if I don't know if Jenny Garth is a bitch in real life. And hmm. This just comes very natural to her. Or if she's a fantastic actress, but the look that she has on her face after she hangs up that phone, like, man, that's right, he said he loves me. It was fucking perfect. Mm -hmm. But it makes me think that she's an asshole, the character. Yeah. Well, she is. So then uh, he calls back the next day at at her house and says, hey, come meet me at this hotel. So, and it's definitely like a motel. It's like a bad neighborhood cheapo motel. Yeah, for sure. And he's like, you need to come right now. And she's like, it's going to be a few hours. I've had things to do. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing she had to do was to call the police and tell them to get there. Maybe she thought it would take a while. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But that's what they do. They call the police. Mm -hmm. And then she goes there and knocks on the door and it's not even fucking him. Well, the police knock on the door. Oh, yeah, they you're right. Bring, they bring him out. They bring out the guy. But it's the drug it's dealer. It's the drug dealer. Which is why I say he would do anything for him. Because, like, what the fuck? Like, he allowed himself to be arrested. And he's just, like, smiling and laughing. Because he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. So they're, this time. Yeah, they're not going to be able to hold him. But, I mean, he must not be on parole or anything. Because any police contact would be bad then. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he did say that he got away, that, that uh, when Colin was doing his O.J. impersonation, they got away. Right. But, yeah, so they knew. They knew it was a setup, and they screwed him over. I mean, it didn't really do anything to them except waste their time, I guess. Yeah. But that's, so we still don't know where Colin is. 
Yeah, so Colin's gone. He may or may not have gotten papers to get out of the country. I don't think he has, though. I don't know. They they make a big deal of how they they have 180 days to get him, so I don't know. This yeah. might go into next season. And then um, Donna and David are now working with Ray. Yep. Donna has not said yes or no to Joe, but I'm pretty sure she'll say no. She said no. She did? When they were on the beach together and... and like after he asked her, after she sat in the dark, they had this conversation on the beach where she's like, "Look, you know, I can't. I'm too young. We have everything ahead yeah, of us. I right. can't leave everything behind." And they did break up. He's like, "So this is goodbye. Then I don't know what to do now. I guess it's the end." And she's like, "No, it's just the beginning for both of us." <laughs> and then they hug. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> And I think uh, that's about it. I mean, like, you know, we're just waiting to uh, see what happens with Colin and uh, if uh, Claire's going to end up in bed with the prince. Yeah, we'll see. They say it's your birthday. It's that's That must be the big birthday, like Steve's big birthday bash they're planning. So. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. But that is, uh, that's the episode, Carol. So, again, tell if you want to tell Mark write. <laughs> that he's an asshole. You can write us at latefee1994 at com. I don't appreciate it, though. But you can do it. <laughs> Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Mm-hmm. And share the tapes with your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.